Welcome to Grad Chats with Dr. B. I'm your host, Dr. B, and today I'm chatting about Stanford Duck Syndrome and how that relates to graduate students. I'm joined by Dr. Evan Fadley, who is a new faculty member in the Department of Leadership Studies at UCA. Dr. Fadley, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about the Stanford Duck Syndrome. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, before we jump into that, since this is your first time on the podcast, let's start with sharing a little bit about you, maybe who you are outside of UCA, or perhaps how you ended up here. Sure. Well, again, thank you for having me. Um, I am from Ohio, born and raised. Uh, okay. I spent a majority of my life um, in Akron, Ohio, where I actually earned uh, my bachelor's in French. I went to Kent State University, earned my master's in French and my master's in higher education, and then a PhD in higher education. And wow. all of that, I, <laughs> that's a lot, I know. Um, but it's really gotten me engaged in working with um, domestic and international communities, looking at things through different cultural perspectives. And that has taken me into various classrooms at different institutions uh, in Ohio, uh, in other countries, across the country. And you know, that's led me here to Central Arkansas, where I'm really excited to bring those life experiences as faculty, staff, and a graduate student to help guide the next generation of practitioners and scholars. Right. And so when I say you're a new faculty member, I mean, you're shiny and new. Like you just got here in the last, like this is your first semester, right? Yes. Uh, I, I'm only one month old to Arkansas at this point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, th this has been a really phenomenal experience um, and, and getting to meet with my students in the College Student Personnel Administration Program and working with uh, other faculty in the College of Education and just getting to meet other academic and student affairs professionals um, on and around campus. And so everyone's been very welcoming and I just, I definitely feel uh, warm and welcomed and and accepted and honored to do this podcast. So uh, everything's been going great and I'm looking forward to the next several to many years. Awesome. Now you and I chatted just a few weeks ago about your background and working with graduate students. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about how you gained interest in working with graduate students, you know, in general, and then how that led you to think about Stanford Duck Syndrome? Sure, that's a great question. So my, a majority of my experience before my PhD studies was working with undergraduate students. And mm -hmm. so I was, uh, my first graduate assistantship where I was doing um, some advising, but uh, primarily career education for the undecided, undeclared or exploratory students. And so being part of those students' journey and determining an academic major uh, and or a career path uh, really got my interest in my current research now, which is in career development. Mm -hmm. uh, and that going through the spaces of um, academic advising and career curriculum and connecting students with the on-campus and off-campus resources really got me in tune with student development. Okay. And having gone through my master's and doing that for two years, I start my PhD program and I'm thinking, am I ready for this? Uh, and the immediate answer was no, uh, because <laughs> I told myself I wasn't ready. Uh -huh. uh, but I got really lucky because my graduate assistantship was in an office similar to yours. So I was the graduate assistant for the Division of Graduate Studies at Kent State University, now the Graduate College. 
where I was uh, charged with and really excited to handle the event and uh, program planning uh, for graduate students across campus. And so working and being a point person for thousands of graduate students in a two to three person office mm-hmm. really got me exposed and really got me experienced around the different successes and struggles that graduate students are facing across different areas of study. And I realized graduate student population members like need um, attention, resources, and time from faculty, staff, and other graduate students. Uh-huh. So that's why my attention is to graduate students in my research and in my program I'm teaching in here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So um, we talked and mentioned Stanford Duck Syndrome. So what exactly is that? And do you have any like common examples of that that you can share? Sure. So the Stanford Duck Syndrome uh, is, funny enough, a concept that I came across uh, within just the last year. Uh-huh. Uh, I was working at University of California, Berkeley, as the graduate student affairs officer for the uh, French and Romance Language and Lit PhD programs. So I worked very closely with uh, set students in what I call the uh, admissions to alumni life cycle. Mm-hmm. So handling anything from should I apply to your program all the way to, all right, let's maybe look at career pathways and the post-doctoral studies experience. In between the admissions and alumni bookends uh, is everything else. <laughs> so um, I was working with and, and advising and supporting my students across the different um, struggles and the different successes that they faced. And that would be um, the uh, financial insecurity or mm-hmm. um, knowing how or where to approach the right people at the right time for the right things, including mm-hmm. faculty mentors or on-campus counselors or uh, other representatives and other organizations. Uh, and then also how to succeed in their doctoral studies as somebody's coming in straight from a bachelor's or who earned a master's, time management skills was a whole different set of uh, expectations mm-hmm. at the graduate level, particularly at the institution. And so going through that dialogue with each student for two years got me thinking, there's got to be a way to visualize this. And so I was thinking about um, animals or uh, phenomena that kind of embodied that. And I thought of the iceberg. We all think about the iceberg, right? That only one eighth of an iceberg shows. Mm -hmm. But then I was just doing the traditional uh, graduate student thing and, you know, Google imaging, Google searching, Google scholaring, and the Stanford Duck Syndrome came about. And so the way that I understand it is that Mm -hmm. it's this idea that students are are struggling to survive the pressures um, and the experiences as a student, um, and that means that they are paddling really hard to glide on the surface and look well to the public. Okay. So just that incessant need to paddle to meet their destination while trying uh-huh. to keep space right. really brings um, a sense of exhaustion <laughs> uh, if you are with a competitive spirit or mm-hmm. uh, if you are just trying to you know keep good looks while handling maybe a few of those um, insecurities or those problems, issues, or concerns I listed before. So let me repeat back what I think I 
believe this is. Um, so Stanford Duck Syndrome. Um, it's this idea that like on the surface, a person might be looking at you and thinking you have it all together. And that's your goal, perhaps, is that people will look at you and think you've got it all together. But really, on the inside, there's a lot going on. And, and perhaps it's you're anxious about things or worried about things or, you know, just working yourself to death to keep that I'm all I've got it all together look about you. And so it's comparable to this duck and this idea that they look like they are just smoothly gliding across the pond when in reality, underneath the surface of the water, they are like paddling away and just really scurrying with it. And so that and I can see graduate students like wanting to keep face, like you said, uh, so that other people don't realize like how much they might be struggling to keep up or how anxious they are about their performance, particularly in a very competitive environment. Did I capture that correctly? You did. And okay. and and to echo everything you said, I was, and I think I still am embodying that Stanford Duck Syndrome essence. Okay. You know, I was I was a, a graduate student who uh, on top of a graduate assistantship, you know, I wanted to gain more experience to become prepared to be a professor. Mm -hmm. So I didn't learn the power of the word no. And I tried to take on too much. And I did take on too much. I was working a 20 hours a week graduate assistantship, working on four to five classes at a time, teaching four to five classes at a time, wow. mm -hmm. trying to do research so I could look appealing onto the market. And it was just a lot. And I didn't really ask anybody for help because I was thinking about like what it means to um, look and act like a a man who has their act together and, you know, and seems strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look back and, you know, there were times where I had my account overdrawn until a few days before my paycheck and I was too afraid or I felt shame to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, you know, that added more paddling <laughs> under right. the surface. And now I, you know, I, I, I still am navigating that but I know to recognize when I need the assistance and support. And that has, as I just moved from California to Arkansas, uh -huh. and I'm in a whole different pay cycle, culture, lifestyle, everything, mm -hmm. you know, I know the where and the when and the why and with whom I need to speak, why I need to reach out, what, what are the intentions and the purpose and, and not having that shame or not feeling embarrassed. Right. To really seek out the help that either is in my mental, physical, emotional, or academic performance. Right. So you're hinting at some things that might help graduate students who are experiencing this Stanford Duck Syndrome. What advice would you give to graduate students who are experiencing this? So we all have our peaks and valleys in the graduate school experience. And at the same time, we may be quick to try to ignore or suppress our frustrations and obstacles without seeking that support. So that's what the duck does, right? It works mm -hmm. to stay mobilized and glide on the water while fiercely paddling. Right. And it's only when the duck decides to float or get out of the water that they can take a moment to breathe before getting back in for the swim. Mm -hmm. For graduate community members, that's students, faculty, and staff alike, it's our responsibility to ensure that we are well. And 
this means for the short term and the long term. Okay. This means that we need to make sure that we're taking advantage and making available these resources that exist on and off campus so we can find and feel the security, the belonging, and the overall wellness in our professional, academic, and personal life experiences. And to that length, I would encourage graduate students to find and embrace hobbies, to make connections, to use these resources that exist in the physical and virtual spaces, and for them to practice mindfulness, develop time management skills. And I'll tell you what, that's a practice, that's a trial and error. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to set those healthy boundaries and to have a person or people with whom they can actually talk to and express their authentic and mm -hmm. professional selves. So what resources are available to students who are dealing with this? So the go-to that we always hear and our faculty and our peers would say that the counseling center is available mm -hmm. and they are available. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening in as a member of the University of Central Arkansas community, you have access to, I believe, up to 10 sessions. Mm -hmm. And you know, as a person who took advantage of that during their graduate school experience, and unfortunately, I waited till the very last moment, and I wish mm -hmm. I would have um, accessed and used it earlier, I, I ended with relief and feeling less of an imposter. I okay. felt strong and I felt secure in my career journey and I felt capable because I knew that I was validated that I'm not alone in this uh, graduate doctoral master's mm -hmm. academic experience. Right. And so the counseling center is a really great tool, but I also recommend um, finding and accessing mentoring circles and mentoring spaces. Okay. And, for me, it was exceptionally healthy to find, I have uh, one person who was part of my graduate school experience, who was an administrator. Um, and then I have another mentor who is across the country, who continues to give me the insight around my research, around my teaching, and what it means to be a member of the higher education community as a faculty member. So okay. it's good to have mentors who cover different identities. Relatedly, are there any resources that you would like to see become available? Because like, I'm sure that here at UCA, there are things that we could do better or more things that we could offer. So, you know, you're talking to the dean of the graduate school. So can you give me some insights into maybe some resources we should be looking to gain? I think that is, that's a great question. I would say that, you know, in the, in the time that I've been here, starting out as my assistant professorship takes flight. Um, I, I'm, I'm very impressed already with the, the dynamic of the graduate community between uh, faculty and students. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I, I'd be really interested in seeing um, particularly student services uh, resources or student affairs um, services put at the forefront or put positioned right in front of graduate students um, without maybe having graduate students come to them or to make mm -hmm. them virtually accessible and approachable. And I would say, mm -hmm. for example, let's say partnering with the career services, uh, with our career center on campus um, to get different perspective on the job market. Of course, the faculty in our program is a great go-to service uh, mm -hmm. since they've been there and they know it. Right. It's good to just get another perspective. Um, I think affinity circles or uh, affinity groups uh, okay. where it can be academically oriented by 
discipline or interdisciplinary uh, or based on identities. And as a mm-hmm. first generation student myself, uh, I found comfort in having done an affinity circle. Well, actually, I ran the affinity circle and then uh, I left the institution, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it, it still continues um, that uh, first generation students across uh, the institution come together, share experiences, and then adding a layer to that, first generation students and faculty together can uh, share the narrative and co-construct a pathway to success. Um, And I have to, and I would be remiss if I did not bring up one physical resource that people can access. Um, There's this fantastic book that um, as graduate student affairs officers uh, in the UC system, we are recommended to uh, read it. And I did, I'm glad I did. Uh, and there's a book called A Field Guide to Grad School, Uncovering the Hidden Curriculum. Okay. And it's written by Jessica McCrory Calarco. And the book really spells out from the beginning to end of the U.S. graduate school experience. Okay. And it's applying for graduate programs, uh, how to navigate uh, finding mentors, how to read, write about, and share your research, how to even read in graduate school, uh-huh. um, and, and how to navigate the, the different human and cultural capital that exists in your area. So going to conferences, knowing when to say no and to whom you might say no and how you mm-hmm. can say no, and how you can be successful in balancing your identities as a teacher, a researcher, um, a provider of service, and your livelihood. Okay. That sounds like definitely something I need to get, get, put and not just put on my shelf, like get it and read it and think about how to get that information out to our graduate students. So I appreciate your insights in that way. I want to return back to this notion of Stanford duck syndrome, because as you were talking about it and I was listening, you know, this is something that I'd not heard of uh, before this chat, but I believe that there are probably some related topics that we have covered in our podcast and so like that would be a resource to go back and listen to previous um, episodes where we've covered related topics so I'm just wondering like what are the related topics that maybe graduate students would want to learn more about if they're interested in this topic of Stanford Duck Syndrome? I would say that one of the biggest topics that's connected to the Stanford Duck Syndrome is uh, imposter phenomenon okay and that you know there's always this feeling about like you like do I belong here? Um, mm-hmm. Do I deserve to be here? Right. And um, yes, there's there's plenty of research out there and, and plenty of narratives out there that um, can enforce and validate that imposter phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And you know that feeds into our self doubt, and that feeds into um, putting on a facade, and that mm-hmm. leads to fatigue. Right. And so I think navigating the those three um i'll say subcategories in the imposter phenomenon that those connect very well with this kind of stanford duck syndrome Mm -hmm. and the way that we need to do that first and foremost is to recognize and take into account and i also mean to count like maybe actually quantify um our emotional labor our actual vocational career labor and our life labor and recognizing whether it's in an Excel sheet <laughs> or whether uh-huh. it's in a tally box system, um, you know, how can we allocate the right amount of capital, the right amount of time and energy to the right essence of who we are? 
-hmm. and to give yourself to others is a great um, accomplishment to be selfless. Um, but I think to uh, to navigate one's selflessness, self-doubt, um, and how it falls all within this idea of imposter phenomenon, that the, that recognition and building that up to become a healthy and well human being mm -hmm. uh, helps you be even more of a successful graduate student. And I know that UCA has a lot of those resources available and the community is very welcoming and supports that. Um, but these uh, these topics are not to be dismissed or ignored, but rather right. to be self-recognized and to do something about it. Yeah, no, that's very helpful. And, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, like I really need to put a plug in for our GA, our support GAs that we have here in the graduate school. So we have um, two graduate assistants. One is just starting the PhD program in counseling psychology, and the other one is about a year away from finishing. And they are our graduate support GAs, and they are a resource for folks. And so if you are starting to think about Stanford Duck Syndrome or imposter phenomenon or, you know, balancing all of that, like everything we've said today, and you want to just talk with somebody about that, then they are folks you can talk to. Um, Megan and John Scott are wonderful and they would have, love nothing more than to have a conversation with you and point you in the direction of the resources that are available. So I do want to, I did want to make sure that I brought that up as another um, space. In addition to our previous podcast topics, and we do have some recorded webinars on our uh, YouTube channel as well. Um, but it does feel like this is all a part of overall well-being for graduate mm -hmm. students, that this is a piece of that. And so uh, we want to make sure that we are supporting our graduate students in every way, not just academically and in their classes. Um, before we go, Dr. Faley, I do want to switch and just for a moment switch to on a different note. Um, you may know, I hope you know, that the UCA Graduate School tagline is inspired, empowered, accomplished. We released this tagline about a year ago and we've been promoting it and you haven't been here very long. But tell me about a time when you felt either inspired, empowered, or accomplished while you've been here at UCA. So I am going to go back to the very first moment I set foot on the UCA campus, and that was for okay. my job interview. Mm -hmm. um, the and and it was it was difficult because um, it was the Friday before spring break. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you know. People who were there as part of the job interview mm -hmm. cared because I know like if it was a Friday on St. Patrick's Day, the Friday right before the spring break, I know maybe I wouldn't have been here. <laughs> so. Right. so for our <laughs> listeners who don't know this, like if you're interviewing for a job at a faculty job and staff positions too, or administrative at a university, there are moments in the interview schedule where it's open to the whole campus. And so students mm -hmm. will show up and other faculty will show up. And, you know, sometimes those are well attended and sometimes maybe the Friday before spring break, it might not be quite as well attended, but just, sorry, I just wanted to clear that up for our listeners. So go ahead, Dr. Faith. No, of course. And so I, I, I just remember like, like the moment I first met a member of um, the UC community was my uh, partner in crime here, Dr. Thomas Bruick, um, uh -huh. the program coordinator um, for the College Student Personnel Administration Program here. Um, and just like the, 
the the awe that I had in him organizing and welcoming the UCA community to be part of my experience just really made me realize the first moment we'd gone out to the what might happen for those who were listening to go for faculty jobs, they go for the faculty dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it was it was just the moment where I realized like this is the exact person with whom I want to work, the exact place I want to be and the exact experience I want for years to come. Oh. And I was, and the moment the interview um, completed the following day after having met with the the other professors in the college of education, the students who decided not to leave to make it a, what would be <laughs> nine day weekend. Um, <laughs> it made me realize that like, I had turned down another job offer um, mm-hmm. just because the, the, the job interview here made me realize my values and my beliefs and everything I stand for in supporting graduate students. And so it was the right decision. I mean, there was, I wouldn't be advice. I would say, don't turn down a job unless you have another job offer lined up. But, uh, but it was such a profound experience. I realized Mm -hmm. I would not submit myself to a place that it didn't a hundred percent align with my mission, vision, and values and everything has been with with the grad school tagline inspired and hired accomplished I saw that I felt that and I foresee that all because Thomas Berwick welcomed me and the College of Education was welcoming and ever since being here for a a month now Mm -hmm. I I incessantly am inspired by those with whom I meet Um, I am empowered and I feel accomplished just seeing my grad students smile and feeling okay that they feel open and um, vulnerable enough to want to approach me and talk. And so I think that has made me feel really great about being part of the grad school community here. Awesome. Um, Dr. Faley, you know, we worked for quite a while to come up with that tagline and I absolutely love it. And just the way you've talked about, um, you know, this experience that you've had in a, a relatively short time and you're able to connect it to all three words, that is why I love that tagline. And I hope that um, our listeners who are graduate students here at UCA are also thinking about moments of inspiration, moments of empowerment, and moments of accomplishment as they move forward with this. Um, Dr. Fagley, thank you so much for spending some time with me today and sharing your insights, not only into Stanford Duck Syndrome, but just around graduate education and well-being and so forth. Um, I I have thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. Um, And and I just and I do want to um, share with members of the graduate community um, on and off campus, if you're interested in grad school or if you want to talk about grad school, like my my research is on grad school and on grad identity. So if anyone's ever interested and wants to connect with me, with you, with Uh uh, members of the grad school um, or with their faculty or with staff on campus, like please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Awesome. Thank you for that. And thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode of Grad Chats with Dr. B. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and listen to future episodes. And we're done. <laughs>